it's May, a meeting of town council together. And um, Barb, Barb is with us tonight. Rhonda's on vacation. Would you be so kind to take roll call? Here. Bob Circus. Bill Madsen. Here. 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 Okay. Um, do we have anyone in the community who would like to make a public comment? Please come forward. I can't see the top of your head. <laughs> Good to see you. It's just right there in front okay. of the mic and your name, state your name. And Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Joe Enzer, and I'm here today with my team member, Kim Dubois, and we are part of the current Roaring Fork leadership class. And part of that class is to uh, pick a civic project, and our civic project is working with Habitat for Humanity. And what we're trying to do with Habitat is kind of raise awareness of their programs out there. And to that end, we are appearing in front of most of the electric boards in the area, uh, also trying to do some personal outreach to uh, realtors, title companies, property managers, architects, designers, construction companies, anybody who might have involvement in demolition and remodel. And our goal is to increase awareness and show that we might be able to really make a difference. And to that end, we'd like to give you just a very short uh, presentation about Habitat for Humanity. We all grew up watching Sesame Street. And one of the iconic characters from Sesame Street is Oscar. But Oscar's grouchy. And why is Oscar grouchy? He's grouchy because he has to live in a garbage can. Nobody wants to live with garbage. One of the realities of living in this area is the limited resources for the disposal of garbage, household waste, and construction waste. The Picking County landfill has a projected lifespan of about another 15 years. Although there is a potential expansion program, even with that expansion program, it'll still only carry the landfill out another 10 years. In Picking County, 64% of the material taken to the landfill comes from construction and demolition. And demolition is kind of a constant thing in the area we live in with uh, a lot of tourism and second homes. So this goes on constantly. And in 2015, it was a record-breaking year. The economy's really roaring again. When the current landfill reaches its max, and it's the end of it, its expected life, there is no plan for a new landfill. And the expense of closing a landfill can be as much as six or $10 million. Jackson, Wyoming is currently going through a program to, to close their landfill and it's estimated to cost $10 million just to close it. Once the landfill closes, all of the trash that is generated in this upper valley is going to have to be trucked out, trucked out of the valley. And that means an additional trucks on the highway, adding to the already congested Highway 82, increasing the carbon footprint that might have to deal with taking care of this garbage, and potentially doubling the cost of disposing of our garbage. Teton County in Wyoming is an example. Their trash is now being trucked 100 miles to Idaho, and their cost has almost doubled. It's easy to think that this is not my problem and that I can't personally do anything to, to impact this and to increase the life of the landfill. 
That's not true. Um, Habitat for Humanity has a program that will pick up materials um, from your home demolition or furniture for, from your remodel. Habitat then sells these items back to the community. The proceeds from the sale of these items will go to building homes for deserving families right here in the Roaring Fork Valley. Not only are we, you doing the right thing, but you will get a tax deduction as well. The Roaring Fork can be a leader. We've done it before. For example, in late 2015, the city of Aspen became only the third municipality in the country to be powered by renewable energy and diverting construction waste reflects that community, the community desires. Written into the 2012 Aspen Area Community Plan is the goal of encouraging behavior that moves our area toward being a zero waste community and extending the life of the landfill. Other communities have taken steps to deal with the problem. For example, Boulder County builds, Boulder County's Build Smart program for the unincorporated areas of the county requires deconstruction projects to salvage all reusable cabinets, doors, windows, flooring, and fixtures, and reuse or recycle clean lumber and wood sheathing. Meanwhile, the city of Boulder's deconstruction permits require that at least 65% of the material by weight can be diverted from the landfills. Help reduce the landfill's carbon footprint while providing more local homes for those in need. We need you to get involved by spreading the word and shopping at or donating to Habitat Restores. Together we can all make a difference to support our community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kim, I have a question first. And, and, oh, sure. And, and, and also for Joe, the, um, yeah, you got a great program. Th thank you for coming. And I know I'm in the plumbing and heating business and I've, I've been involved in some of these remodels. Things happen quick. And when they happen, they want people need to get this stuff out. And they've waited a long time for humanity to come and pick stuff up. And they, they couldn't wait anymore. They were on like a two, three week waiting list. So is, is there any way for you to increase, if you could increase that time period, I think, I think we can increase the habitat process of helping out the landfill. Okay. I think one of the things we're trying to do, we've also created a, a, a handout. We're trying to get that handout placed kind of in strategic areas, building departments, title companies, real estate offices. So the thought and the potential of uh, donating to Habitat may come earlier in the process because we, we do understand that if it is thought of sort of late in the pro process, there may be not enough time for it. But if we can get people to sort of think about it a little farther in, in advance, we all know that uh, in a lot of these areas, the permitting process can be lengthy. And so if we can get people to start thinking about this when they're actually applying for a permit, there should be plenty of time to put something like this in the Well, that, that's if, you, if you've got a big project. A lot of people who are doing the small bathroom remodels where you don't necessarily have a general permit, it's a standalone plumbing or electrical permit, they want to go, oh, we're going to go right now. By the way, let's get rid of this furniture. Let's find out how quickly we can have it picked up. Someone told me, well, they told me it's going to take them three weeks to get it out of here. I'm having the boys move it tomorrow to landfill. You can't wait that long. Yeah, and I think that's really good feedback that we can bring back to Habitat. And um, I don't know if we're you, looking for feedback. Yeah, as well. I don't know if you can control that. Right. When, and that happens a lot. You know, it's not the bigger homes. You're right. The bigger homes they have time to wait on, yeah. and they have time to plan on that. But for a lot of like this is the, this is the time of year people go. You know what? I'm going to remodel the bathroom. Right. And but, by the way, I think I'm going to do something with this bedroom furniture. It's got to go. Right. And then we've got to move it now. Right, right. 
It's excellent feedback, and we could, again, as Kim said, we could kind of talk to Habitat about trying to improve their response when they do get phone calls like what you're talking about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great, great Thanks program. So yeah. Thank you. Well aware of some of those homes that have gone on. Some of my employees have Habitat homes, so great. Thank you. Tell Scott I said hello. Okay, anyone else from the uh, public who'd like to come forward? Okay, next item is consent agenda. Do I have motion for approval? Madam Mayor, I might just for one second. One of the items on the consent agenda is the uh, draft 2016 um, upcoming meetings. And May 9th is the work session a week from tonight. We don't have any topics that are sitting there to be, we can, we can add something to that. Or if you guys wanted to take a Monday off, that's, op that's an option as well. I'm not here. And Knowing I vote for the Monday off. <laughs> it would just be you two, and you won't have quorum. Well, it's up yeah, to you. We're the only ones here. Yep. Circus is in Israel. But Butler and Circus are out, and I just and I just noticed. I know that we don't have anything scheduled for it, so we could either schedule something for it. And Tom's not here either. No, I am. I am here. You can hear. But Jesus. I just was just saying I, I'll vote for Monday off. Do we have anything to talk? No. About? No. There's nothing scheduled. I mean, we can always come up with plenty of things to talk. But if you wanted the night off, that could be the night give yourselves off. It's fine. Whatever you guys want to do. Let's take it off. I think they all deserve a little break from that horrendous push. About last year, about this time. So May 9th, as part of this consent, we'll take the uh, that May 9th meeting and just remove it, that work session. Yep. And then the 16th would be after that. Resolution 22 is the appointment of a new member for SOB, the Snowman's Arts Advisory Board, Michael Miracle. I think many of us know Michael. He works for SKIKO and uh, really is trying to reach more and more out into the community and get involved. So I think that's a very good um, appointment. I'm sure many of you know him. I know him. Yeah. The only other note was on November 2nd, there was a direction towards um, town staff to uh, find the $10,000 to fund the employee survey by an outside organization. And that's, that's going to be for the next agenda okay. item. Okay. And we'll see that here in a minute. Um, is there anything else? No. We still have a number of seats open, right, on Saab? The, the Saab has a, it's set up that there's a, there's a range of seats, and so we, from what I'm talking to the folks that work with the group, they try to keep it around 9 or 10. I think the ordinance allows up to 15. I, I don't remember the exact number. So the technical answer to your question is yes, but they're not actively recruiting because the, the group's about the right size to get things And we done. are recruiting outside of the city limits, so. obviously. Yeah, I don't There are My different ordinances or different yeah. boards have different requirements. Um, but when someone applies or we talk to, they, they go through it. It's your appointment, of course. but. There are a number of vacancies if you if you wanted to fill it to complete to the, to the maximum, but, but history is we've kind of kept it around 10, and that seems to work best. Where we're really light is EAB, isn't it? I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, EAB is full. Environmental is full? Yep. Yeah, because Kevin, member Kevin, he yeah. decided he would go on EAB. Okay. So it's full. Okay, that's good. 
the only other thing I know, looking at everybody's calendars as we're talking about consent, we need to get the council picture scheduled. I think the next meeting we're all together is July 5th, and then we get into silly season before long. Wear your stars and stripes. <laughs> okay, so do I have an motion for approval for the consent agenda? A motion to approve the consent agenda. I will second that motion. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, all in support say aye. 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 Same sign. Okay, we're moving on. We don't have a uh, public hearing this evening. We move right into the second reading. This is ordinance number five, series of 2016, an ordinance amending the 2016 uh, budget for the general fund and the excise tax fund for the town of Snowmass Village. So, Madam Mayor, the first reading of this occurred April 19th, and as you can read through the ordinance, it's appropriating uh, $440,000 in order to purchase uh, townhome number 18 um, in the Country Club townhome units. That was approved uh, unanimously on previously, and we would have normally have just gone ahead and put this on the consent agenda for consideration. but. During that meeting two weeks ago, there was further discussion about um, appropriating funds for a uh, employee uh, survey. And if you remember, we had brought back kind of a draft for the council to consider, and the direction we received from the, we received from the council was to go ahead and um, uh, bring in an outside consultant to go ahead and finalize it and execute it that way. So and we didn't have those dollars uh, budgeted, so we thought we would just uh, appropriate, as part of this ordinance, an additional $10,000 to, um, in order to effect or execute on that survey. The, uh, what would be page 28A, which is, I put it on your agenda. Page 28 is in your electronic version. The last two sentences got cut off on 28A, and that shows that we'll be taking the $10,000 um, from the general fund and applying it to one-time funds. And so, assuming that we understood the direction of council correctly to go ahead and do the survey outside, we would appreciate a motion to approve uh, ordinance number five, series 16, as amended. Yeah. Uh, motion for approval. This is second reading. Do we have to do roll call? You might want to do an amendment. So if you want to call for the motion for approval, then during the discussion, you'll need to make a motion to amend. That has to pass, and then you can vote on the approval. Okay. We have a motion for approval. Of ordinance. I make a motion to approve ordinance five. number five. Second reading. Do I have a second? I'll second it. Thank you. So now we need to make a motion to amend. Yep. Yeah, I think I don't have that page either, but I think it as far as it goes to um, page 30, the second right page of the There's ordinance. Second line right there. I think that number has to change doesn't it correct yes. correct and that's that's the 10,000 that's missing so so the general fund number will change from 174 $175,000 to $184,000 so if someone would move to amend that number it seconds it carries and you can have the vote Okay, I'll make a motion. Oops, oh, oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. you go. Okay, you go. All right, I'll let you take this one. Make a motion to amend the general fund housing mitigation number, the 174, 175 to 184, 175. No? No, no, no. That's a general fund. That's the general fund. No, no, yeah, exactly. And the housing project is separate from this $10,000. So all you're doing is 
you're moving to amend the general fund amount in an increase of $10,000 for the employee survey because the housing is a separate project. So, Okay, just the way John said. <laughs> Do I have a second? Second. Thank you very much, Bill. Okay, this is the second reading on ordinance. Is this a roll call? No, you no, got to pass the amendment. Yeah, we got to pass the amendment. All in support of the amendment. Aye. 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 Opposed? Aye. Same sign. Okay. Now. Further discussion. Further discussion? Any questions from anybody? Okay. Are we, um, where are we with that survey? Are we still looking at different companies that can perform that? We've done, uh, uh, we've called several. Um, we've got quotes from at least three. And it looks like the most cost-effective is to go with Mountain States Employer Council. And so the survey would be about 4,000, if I remember correctly, and the membership's about 4,000. And through the evaluation, the membership in Mountain States will give us some other benefits as well. So instead of just paying 8,000 for the survey, we thought we'd pay 8,000. I'm rounding my numbers here to get some more services out of the product as well. And so we're, I, I'm very confident saying it's going to be Mountain States Employer Council, but I think we got to see the final purchasing bids and all that kind of thing. So you'll provide the questions, and they'll probably add to it as well? I think we might even start from scratch and say, hey, you guys do this for a living. What do you think? And right. then we'll show them what we've got, of course, but let them tell us how, they, how best to do it. Sounds good. And when does the sale of that unit happen? Well, we just talked with the folks, and it could be as soon as the end of the month, potentially, but we got to work with legal and, and some other, but they, they'd like to close by the end of the month. Okay. And then you're going to rent it back for a while, stick around? No, we already found a place. Oh, you did? Okay. So we're sort of... We signed the lease. We signed the lease. Okay. Congratulations. Congratulations. We're going to miss you, John. Thank you. Yeah, I'll miss you, too. Well, we always hate to lose people from our community. It's harder and harder and harder all the time for all of us to see our dear friends leave. So we have a um, motion on the table for ordinance number five. We have an amendment to ordinance number five that has been moved and seconded. And passed. Any further discussion? Huh? The amendment's passed, so now you're voting on the amended yeah. ordinance. Is this a second reading required? Okay. Uh, we approved the amendment to the motion, so are we ready for a roll call? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Mary, uh, Marky Butler? Yes. Mary Butler. And Bill Manson? Yes. Alyssa Shank? Yes. And Tom Good? Yes. Okay, you carried. Let's move forward. Joe, thank you very much for all your hard work. Thanks, thank Joe. You. Thanks for showing up. I will miss these uh, people, too. It, it, it shows that our housing program really works when we have people live here this long and, and utilize these units, so it's, it's good. Great stuff. Thank you very much for all your hard work on the housing program all these years. Well, thank you. Thanks, Joe. Okay, CCP. Community Connectivity Review Plan. So this is Earth. Community Connectivity Plan Review, and Ann is with us this evening. I think David might join me as well. So as you recall, at the April 18th meeting, um, our consultant was here to walk through the draft plan. Um, 
the goal of today was to allow council to have some more time to digest, read, um, see if there's any comments or suggestions. Since that meeting, we also had a steering committee meeting and talked about the plan and they've had a chance to look through it. They have recommended um, a modification and I outlined both those modifications to the plan in, your, um, in the memo. The first one was the question to um, include the amount, the estimated amount for the Owl Creek, uh, Brush Creek Road intersection, just to include that in the text of the plan. And then the recommendation that came from the steering committee meeting was to add another goal, which is um, to evaluate projects to ensure that costs are appropriate for benefit derived and that projects be deliver value consumerant to the capital investment. So basically, you know, we talked about this process that it's um, a recommendation of improvements to meet the vision of walkable, uh, bikeable, uh, connected community. And there was a lot of projects that were recommended through the plan, but basically as we come back with the capital improvement process, we would talk through those recommendations and talk about the funding and whether we can continue to um, put those in the work program each year. So what's the total cost of this whole? So th the recommendation um, for the trail connections were around $3 million and the um, crossings we're at, I need to subtotal those. Um, each of those four, four crossings are around 200,000 200, with the average of those four. It's almost a million. Yeah. It's a million for that. I'm not convinced we need medians, but that's, that's gets into the whole design discussion. Right. And all these are conceptual. And is there any estimate for, there was a three million? Correct. For the Owl Creek Roundabout? Correct. So the recommendation was to do, you know, if you didn't do the Owl Creek roundabout, then this is what you would do as far as recommendation conceptually of how to get people around. And, and how much was that? The, that crossing? Uh-huh. Um, 325000 But as you recall, they're conceptual. I mean, we haven't done the surveying yet, and there's utilities and things of that sort. So we're north of, let's say, seven million. Three, three million, and another million would be the pedestrian parts of it. The um, intersection improvements that deal with pedestrians and traffic flow is three million. Yes. So seven million. Over what period of time? Is there a timeline or anything? There's no timeline. So that's you know that's the conversations we'd come back and talk about through the capital improvement process of priorities and when we would implement certain infrastructure. Well, and these are estimates, you know, the... Yeah, the, all the, the drawings are all con conceptual. They're not, correct. there's nothing... Right, installed. so there is, you know, there's elements that are recommended as design standards that would increase the safety and the design features. I mean, and we could talk through those things as we come forward with those projects, but basically, the plan is to talk about if you want the community to have these walkable, um, accessible, connected community, these are the types of things that you would want to implement within the community. One of the, in a minute or five or 10, we'll be talking about goals. And one of the goals the council said was, hey, let's develop a capital improvement program. And really, in my, in my mind, one of the first things you have to do is what are all the potential projects out there? And then the critical political part, the hard part, is the um, prioritization of those. 
And so in my mind, what this project's doing, the CCP, the vision is setting all those projects that are out there, and then uh, through the budget process, this year, the upcoming years, you'll be prioritizing them. Some of the projects might not be as high priority, but we want to make sure that you know all the projects that are out there. And so the numbers that, Madam Mayor, that you just brought out, they're big. We acknowledge that absolutely. But we did that on purpose to make sure that it's a thorough evaluation of everything. And then when you're prioritizing, you have at least a, a, a good starting idea of what kinds of things CCP says should be done. I tell you where I struggle. And um, I struggle with um, the ambitious time frame by which we've seen the plan here and to get it approved. At the same time, we know the comp plan is coming forward. Uh, and the comp plan is our overarching document to me that really speaks to this community of what it is and what the vision is for this community. To me, that's always overarching, and that's the vision that sets the standard for projects in our town. So over the weekend, I went back, reread the comp plan, and there's two sections that seem to be a little bit in conflict, if you will, with where this plan is moving, which gets into the whole notion of rural nature of our community or the urbanization, the citification of our project, albeit all the safety issues. I also, though, see the comp plan does talk about safety, so to an extent, I can kind of move my thoughts towards safety is first and foremost, which it is, but there's also the overarching plan. So I'm going to ask, and to what extent has the Planning Commission, who takes accountability for working on drafts and the works of the comp plan, how, to what extent have they been involved with this plan? They have been involved in definitely the beginning part of the process um, when we had the stakeholder meetings. We've done presentations with them. Uh, I can't remember the exact date. November, December, we brought back those recommendations that we've been hearing, or the comments that we were hearing from the public. And, you know, I haven't presented to them recently, um, but they've been definitely aware of the process as we've been notifying and um, posting the things on the web page. Well, that mean doesn't mean that they. I understand. Yeah. They didn't read the packet. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to, one other element of the comprehensive plan was that to be sustainable and be less reliant on vehicular or burning yep, that's fossil in there. fuels. Yep, that's in there. It's also important that we create a, a more pedestrian and friendly environment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, almost all of these aspects are kind of tied, particularly the road crossings and the trail connections. Um, they're definitely tied to that improvement and trying to make this more pedestrian friendly environment and that's that's one of was yeah, one I'm of just the I'm not going to argue with that because I I found the same with I got into uh, traffic count and the built environment and all of those chapters to reread it also contemplates the real nature and by various areas it contemplates and discusses real nature I wonder if it might be wise I would be helped if we were advised by Planning Commission that this is point on or point off or there needs to be somewhere in between, particularly as you begin to think about medians and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. That's, I mean, I w could get to the corner of supporting the, the connectivity plan 
the same time, I don't know why we're, we're I'm really struggling with why we're doing this so quickly. We started six We months. did, but the council yeah, just September. saw it over the last three weeks. That's where I am. Okay. Well, and, and part of your answer to your question is, I mean, again, when a couple minutes we talked about goals, you, you talked about let's, let's, let's design something across Brush Creek, and so we wanted to make sure we were doing that in a comprehensive manner. You said, hey, let's identify both hard surface and soft surface trails to get around. And you also said, hey, we've got this multinodal community. So we took these goals that you guys said in May a year ago, and we started through the process. And, our, and really the punchline of this is we put money in the 2016 budget to get improvements to Brush Creek crossings in. We put 75000 and we wanted to make sure whatever those improvements were were aligned with a, a broader vision. And that's if we were hoping that if we could get a plan adopted by you guys that said this seems to make sense, then we could have we could get some uh, I guess marching orders to take it forward later this year and get something implemented. Well, let, let me tell you, let me give you a feedback on. The, yes, that was the town goals. The town goals did not. I don't remember us doing it. Each one of us going back and looking at our town goals relative to the comprehensive plan. And then second of which is. I could support the Brush Creek crossing down by the town park station, unilaterally, and that was seventy some thousand dollars, if I remember right, or up to one hundred and twenty-five. The budget right now we have a seventy-five thousand. The project's bigger than that, but we're looking at trying to phase in the project. Well, if you're going to do it, do it right, you know. Yeah, but I would. I just think with a comp plan coming, this may do one of these and they may, may get cattywampus with one another so I would be helped the Planning Commission would look at the full balance of the program however we see what the plan is I personally support that crossing but short of that I'm still want comprehensive plan until it changes to be our advising document I don't that's me and those are my comments from spending a lot of time on this issue this weekend. Well, I, I know the comp plan is back in planning. They're, I don't know how far they are. But About one inch. Okay. Um, but you have an approved document called the comp plan. Correct. So, I mean, I, I don't know how much this will conflict with the new comp plan, but I don't see the harm in it. And going forward with the cro with the crossing, we 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 all seem to like down down there by the uh, the park, that part of it to move forward with. And um, I, I don't I don't see I don't have any problems throwing this back at the planning department um, and having them give a quick look and seeing how it. The, the planning department's been involved. Yeah. I mean, so that thing really. Commission. The planning commission, excuse me, the planning commission. I meant. So the thing that I, I mean, if you go to page 36 of the packet. Of which packet? Or it's 36 in the red or on your, it's 6 of 79, depending on which, uh, how you want to look at it. Page 6 of the, I legislate? Correct. It's page 36 overall, the packet, but it's, if you look at it electronically, it's 6 of 79. Vision and goals. Right. And so this is how, I mean, this is the part that I think, you know, where does the leadership come from? And if you guys said this, this, this vision, in fact, does match what we want to be doing, I think that helps inform the comp plan. And that was the logic, is if the, if the words are close or, you know, I'm just going to go and say are right, then that helps the planning commission know, hey, this is the direction the town council wants to go. 
and then we need to make sure that there's policies and whatnot coming through that process. And it's almost a chicken and an egg type issue, which comes first, the comp plan or the area, smaller stuff. Right. And this, and this, with this example with and the poster that's coming through now as well, we, we put the egg first and said, these are small steps towards that bigger vision. Let's make sure these small steps are in the right direction. And then when that big vision comes down over the course of the next year, you can switch the vision and, and then switch the small steps. I don't know if there's a right and a wrong way to do it, but we, this, what, that was the thought process is saying, especially with the goals that you guys set last May, hey, let's improve connectivity. We needed to jump on these small steps first. And that's, that's why you had the CCP before you. Well, if this is not right, then by all means, let's change it. Let's make this reflective of that. I can always live with a vision statement because it's broad in general. And that's very broad, very general. It doesn't talk about the how. I'm not totally convinced that the how that has come forward ties with the vision that's in the comp plan. This, I mean, I, mean, that, I agree to that. But do we have the right answers? I'm not sure. I don't know if the, the solutions, that's where I struggle. It's that rural nature versus citification. And is that the only way we can get there? Is the sidewalks, all the shoulder stuff, a lot of money, and we don't even have traffic counts. So when you say, people said, they think that there is 20. We have traffic counts. We don't have pedestrian counts. Yeah, we don't have pedestrian accounts. Well, I think we, we fall apart as town council approving something that could be like $3 million on something that we think. But here, but it's not approving those projects per se. We still have to come back to you to get the funding approval. To yeah, well, things. yeah, but you and know, those, I know what and that's, that's. our due diligence that we go through yeah. and we look at, make sure well, we. I'd like to see a few counts. If we're going to go there, then I'd like to see a few counts. I know exactly what you're saying. The games, that, it's not games. It's somewhat the strategy we all use in leadership. Let's get a vision approved, and then we come back, well, this is what the budget is, but you've already approved the vision. So it is chicken and egg. Well, and, I mean, again, it's your guys' call, but what we're trying to do is say, Let's line these things up. If the council said Brush Creek crossings are the priority, which is the adopted goal statement, we, we wanted to make sure that, in fact, we could do it in a way that fit a broader vision. It, if you guys can buy off on that, you, every year you're going to see the projects. And I think that last goal that the steering committee um, discussed, and you know, I don't remember the, the we talking about commensurate with whatever we talked about. Fundamentally, what it comes down to is let's make sure there's paying for the buck. Let's make sure that the investment actually is going to produce the level of safety we want and we're not just putting concrete down for giggles. And that's, that's what that last goal statement, that was a discussion that the, the steering committee had. And I think that was a fair addition to that policy. And I, I'm hoping that would add a level of comfort to you, Madam Mayor, but. Well, it, my point is, we're talking about how, the how. Just plain safety could be just those crossings that they were talking about. It doesn't suggest the two light thing or the four light thing, improving crossings, what does that really mean? Is a reasonable solution? The pedestrian, whatever those things were, those CCIs or whatever that was? Hmm? Are you talking about the, the rapid flash. Oh, the rapid flash. Like, right. Yeah, because 
what do we mean by just because we hear that there may be 20 people that cross in an hour. We don't know that. The rapid flashing also gets at the night lights and everything else in this town, whereas the crossings are considered one opportunity for safety. The one at Sinclair, I could probably get my arms around that, the one down at Town Park, but all the other ones, I'm not. You know, you talk about the far, uh, far, far away. I'm up and down that road all the time. I don't see 20 people per hour crossing that. They're talking about a peak hour. In a so single hour. Yeah, so it's during the, you know, bus depart and then walking back and forth for the, you know, loading the kids, whatnot. But, but, but that, again, not, this is the policy no, stuff that you, we're not going to fight with you. We're not going to argue with you. This is amongst you guys, and this is what we're trying to figure out. What is it when you talk about pedestrian safety and connectivity, then, if this isn't reflecting that, let's make this document reflect it but when we went through the public hearings the the, the workshops the was it 600 comments we got online whatever it was this is the feedback that we got and if it's off base that's your job to tell us it's off base but what we're trying to do is take a, a culmination of all those all that feedback a culmination of what at least how for me how i read your goals and said here's a document that we think is going to help you achieve it it's it's a long-term plan we're not going to drop that much money on trails but all the investments we do make over the next several years or however many years are going to try to uh, implement that and that's why i keep kind of harkening back to that vision if that's it if the vision's close then as you said madam mayor that the you know are we implementing it right that's what we get to decide on a project by project year by year method i i think the vision is good and i'll might need to get my my fellow council people here talking but I, I really, really still am troubled with what we've seen so far against where the comp plan advises the direction of this town. So I can read it, and which I have, and I've studied it, and I can somewhat get there. But the reason why we have a planning commission is also to provide advice to the town on projects that are associated with the overarching document. They come back in here tomorrow and say, you know, it's point on, it's spot on. Excuse me, Mayor. Um, grassroots has asked if we can take five minutes break. Uh, they've got some technical issues with the broadcasting. Okay. So can we just stop for five minutes? Sure, we're going to stop. Okay. Okay. Throw the flag. Let us know when you're back up. Okay, go ahead, we're on. Okay, thank you, Barb. Uh, for the listening audience now, we are... Which is the 10 of us right now. Right. It's just both. It's just us. It's no longer a listening audience. <laughs> uh, let it be noted that our um, Granica system has had a technical error, and we're continuing the recordation of the meeting on May the 2nd, 2016. We're in the midst of discussing community connectivity plan and recognizing... This is a pretty significant plan for discussion this evening with a potential pending uh, another discussion in two weeks for approval. I'm going to ask the council members, do you want to continue or would you like to postpone our conversation so our viewing audience and our listening audience can see what's happening? Well, I, I think we should postpone it um, just because I think it's the importance of it between 
our discussion talking about um, planning commission alongside of the new comp plan and everything else. I, I, don't, I don't see the harm in, in moving it and postponing it. I mean, is there harm in postponing it? It pushes back the projects and things. I mean, if there's, it kind of comes down to how quick you want things. I don't want to I mean, push the policy project through. I understand that. But as long as you all understand that we're not going to start cranking on projects, so unless idea, you want us to. The idea was tonight to vote to get to the next level. Correct. The idea was, is there anything that's outstanding that we need to be addressing? Is there, are we, if we're, like, to Mark's point, the mayor's point, if this is wrong, it's not reflective for, because it's to the rural versus natural um, environment called out in the comp plan, and we need to go back and do some major homework, great. That's the direction we're looking for. If it's if we need to tweak one or two things, okay, let's tweak those things. This was kind of that last kind of uh, discussion before you went through adoption process. We wanted to make sure that it was going down a path that was acceptable for them. I think it's wise we postponed for two weeks. I think it's so important, the strategic direction, two weeks doesn't harm the decision. That's, that's me thinking. So the goal is to, the $75,000 that we have budgeted would be allocated to the Intersection, which is budgeted about 120,000. So, how do we make up that difference? We do it over two years, probably. Yeah. We so it would it. be planning, get it started this year. Maybe it would. We go to construction next year. No, I think we can look at. What well, my goal was to try to phase in some of the construction this year, and um, there is some design things in there. It's, it's not as complicated as some of the other locations. So it would be a two-year project, though, for sure, to do the whole design process. Mm -hmm. You could almost go, I mean, I'm personally fine with that. It's the larger thing relative to the comp plan because we know that that is a strategic. But what does two weeks, what's wrong with two weeks, Anne? There's, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. It's the conversation is, you know, tonight was to talk about what, where you all were at because we hadn't had that full-on conversation yet and then we'd come back in two weeks and either either not come back with a resolution if that was the consensus this evening or come back with a resolution that would uh, recommend approval with the plan or their, their streets to the plan so, so that's what we were just looking at that's there's no there's no magic for this evening it's okay. it's just we're trying to continue and as we move forward we move into the budget process and it just it's laying out the project the so, Marky, you had talked about planning commission mm -hmm. looking at this. When would you want that to happen? We would, we would send a direction to planning commission, and then it would have to be scheduled with them. I don't know what their calendar is. Uh, I do think we would have it back to us, maybe in two meetings from them. I, I, Clint, you could probably answer this question better than I can even ask the question in regards to they have their hands full right now with the comp plan don't they well they're starting they're starting the review process and you know last week last week they started reviewing an ordinance that could you know modify how the review process works that was a two hour plus meeting I believe May 11th is their next meeting and they're gonna have that discussion again and they're gonna talk about the comp plan and they're gonna talk about process to review the comp plan and issues along those lines and then 
whatever you know monthly day-to-day stuff comes up i don't even know what's scheduled that way i'm just the comp plan is definitely hot and heavy in their plate well, good this would be a nice little project for them to take a look at in the context of the comp plan see i i don't want to say they're too busy <laughs> that's not nice to say but if it's the right direction to have them take a look at it then we need to assign it to them has the fire department also reviewed the plan they've been involved in these discussions yes and so are they in favor of the roundabout well, uh owl creek yes they've gone through in fact before i was here i know that they were involved in mm -hmm. that's true a test demo in that area it's very similar to, to what is um being designed for the carriageway and wood road mini roundabout there so um, they were involved in those review of those plans as well those were two years ago a year ago no, for the Owl roundabout, Creek. Roundabout, roundabout Owl Creek. It was more than two years ago. It was three, I think. Oh, and we've got change in leadership and everything else there, so different board. So have they reviewed this plan? They have seen elements of this plan, and I've talked to Melly um, through the process. Have they signed off on it? No, they haven't. I haven't said, do you sign off on this? I think we've got some more work to do. Can I ask a question? Um, so the Brush Creek Road improvements um, per intersection are fairly costly and if we start if we started with rodeo you know that intersection and then kind of then prioritize the rest of the intersections I mean that could take a really long time obviously is there anything is there any middle ground as a way to improve the safety in those intersections I mean one of the original reasons why I brought it up when we had our goal setting was because I had been approached by parents whose kids have to cross that intersection in a far away in Brush Creek because of the way that the school bus is where it lets off and where it picks up and I mean that could be like five years off in terms of coming up a solution I mean is there anything that we can do at some of those intersections to improve safety without going to these measures right now as like an interim we can there's interim solutions that are available and, and you can correct me once we understand that what we're kind of comfortable with I mean if we're comfortable with uh, the, the flashing lights we're comfortable with meetings we're comfortable with whatever once we understand kind of the parameters we get to play ball in okay. then we can come back with interim I know what because I've asked that question I know what Ann's thinking right now she's looking at me we don't want to we don't want to invest something or instruct or install something that's gonna have to be ripped out two years later that's a waste of money and so to, in order to install a lot of these things you got to make sure the whole projects designed right so it's going in the correct spot the first time right. and we can start that design work but we need to make sure that in fact that you know the, the projects we're aiming for are, are right and then we can do it and it's and it's not as easy as I'm making it out and I know that's what she can talk to you through the detail no, I but getting understand. the asphalt wide enough where it needs to be in those types of things so the signs can be put in the right spot so they don't need to move two or three times that's what we're trying to prevent with some can of these we get those crossing strips as a happy median we have crosswalks oh not at far away no because whatever is there is not there it's partly because we don't have curb and gutter in those sections and we don't have ADA ramps and so this is where I struggle in the sense is that I think we've all agreed that we need to do improvements for the safety and the walkability 
And the goal of the project was to come forward and say, okay, these are the type of elements you want to install in order to meet those goals. And defining it, whether it's defined as rural versus urban, is a difficult thing to, to say on what is that, what is that uh, cusp of what's, what's urban, what are you defining that? When really you're looking at these things as their improvements to meet those goals that you've all identified that we need to work on. And unfortunately, if we don't have a guiding document to get us to go someplace there, it's very hard for us as staff to come forward with projects then that, that meet these criteria because everybody's like, well, what about this intersection and what about this intersection? So we kind of need a roadmap to give us a, a direction to go so that we can continue to come back with projects and say, is this meeting the mark? And that's what the whole purpose of this plan was, was we went out, we gathered the comments, we got a litmus test of is this on the mark? We were hearing that these are the, on the mark and, and summarized it coming back with here's your vision, here's your goals you want to accomplish, and here's the recommendations based on this, the standards that are out there in place right now. And that's just, it's really the crust of the whole the project. Well, the only thing that I, I see where you're going, and it's very logical, but I'm asking, we have an overarching document that guides our decision-making process as well because this council today may be a different council tomorrow and that document is a king document mm -hmm. for the leadership of this town so I don't have any problems with getting going on town park station I've said that 15 times the far away uh, it can't be when they drop off the kids it has to be in the morning that you're talking about and there's a police officer right there you know what happens is in the afternoon, when the bus comes up, it cannot. Yeah, we don't get to control where the school district buses stop. Right, it stopped there tonight. Yeah, I mean, so there's lots of these details that we can work through and we continue to, and I know David does, and I know we had the school district involved in a lot of these discussions trying to figure out how to make that. And again, it's kind of back to that broader issue that you all pointed out. Mm -hmm. We need to improve connectivity. We need to improve all these kind of things. Right. And that's really the crux. Is, does this document reflect that or not? That's really the question before you. And if it doesn't, we need some direction on how to tweak it so that we can get it before you so you're comfortable with it. Well, I mean, I think one of the most important things that, um, you know, they presented the other week when we went through this with the, um, the company that did the whole study was that visitors have a tough time and don't understand how to get around. And, like, I might understand, but, you know, the average person that's coming here, and given that we're a tourist town, I think that... 
I get the whole rural versus urban thing, but you have to make it accessible. And that's one of the things that's all over all those goals. Now, do I think it's a good idea that the planning commission looks at it and has an opportunity to go through what we went through? Yes, and maybe some of them have come to those open houses and put in their input. But I mean, the information didn't just make its way to the page. It got here because people came and commented, and these are people that live here or are visiting that that want to see improvements in these areas. I mean, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time looking at the comp plan, and I do think, given that we're revising it, it all does relate to one another. But at the same time, I think that it is important that we don't sit on this for too long, because then you don't want to have to go through the whole process again, well, because the information is outdated. We can, we can advise the Planning Commission to take a look at it and come back to us X period of time. I mean, that's, that's our discretion as town council. I mean, the, the important part is for you all to buy off on it. So when it's there, that we know that it's a document that in fact embraced. And if it's more time, and you, everyone understands that it's going to take more time, that's fine. But if there's something that you all don't like, and we can start working on today, great. And if it's just a matter of, hey, is someone else going to buy off on this first, then we can certainly get it in, on the agenda. That's, that's where I want to, that's where I believe sitting where I sit in the gears of experience sitting here and all my experience with the comp plan I think it's a I think it's a necessary direction Billy, I, I haven't heard but you well I think I think we're hitting the marks here I mean we're these are the improvements that we um, need to have happen over the next you know maybe it's 20 years, however long it takes. I mean, I, th I think the, the key to this is that we've identified those kind of problem places. Um, so to me, it's like, okay, this is the direction that we want to go. Are, are we getting there in the right way? So um, the real question is, are we okay with a flashing light when the pedestrians cross? I mean, I think that's that's kind of where you're that, going with this, right? Well, yes and no. The question becomes one, you have a policy on nightlight in this town. Is this plan in the spirit in concert with that type of an ordinance? I don't know. I think it's a challenge when it comes to safety. I mean, I think we're all of the mind we don't want any stoplights in town. So... This is getting pretty close to a stoplight, um, but what's what's the breaking point or what's the tipping point? Is it if safety is the issue and we're really concerned about pedestrians getting across the street and the answer is an amber light when those pedestrians are there, we're going to have to make some concessions between the rural and the urban feel. Agreed. I agree with you there. I I don't argue there. Is the amber light? The two blinky or the four blinky, the right solution, or is the street lights and that crosswalk thing adequate? Does that suffice? I, I, I'm just thinking about as you come up Rush Creek and you got four of these things going off, that's, that's a lot. It, it also means you have a lot of people walking, which is which is a good thing. I would like to see that problem. Yeah, and that's that's my point. That would be a great problem. I mean, honestly, the the, the lights. That's I mean, coming out of Aspen and and if you're coming down Main Street and you see them down there by the old uh, 
Mesa, Mesa Store Bakery and you see them lights blinking and you're in the distance, you know there's a pedestrian. Yeah. And they're not on that long. It's not like we're violating the night sky. So it makes I, a big difference. I, I mean, I, I, like so I, said, I think I, I think that's that, important. That's I a big safety you've thing. Got the, okay, so it's it's the fact that the comp plan has always been the document, the guides are and what I'm hearing this council say it's really not important. Well, I don't no, think I'm I'm not saying that at all. I think it is important. I just think that you have to I mean you have to look at what's happening in the community and maybe it's changing and maybe more people are walking and maybe there's more families and there's more kids crossing the street or whatever it is. And yes, you should look at them in concert, especially because the comp plan is coming up anyways. I mean, I don't want to like violate it or go against it, but I do think in my opinion, when I come into Aspen and I cross the bridge and that thing is going off at 8th Street, I know there's a pedestrian crossing. Well, the point is, I'm not going to argue with you, Alyssa, about that. I'm just saying it would be wise on our behalf to send this over to the planning commission have them to take a look at it i think because okay. some of us sitting on this council have not been through a comp plan process and, and um, that is a mind draining process in this town and takes more than one year to get done quite frankly so there was a lot of thought put into that so if we want to say you know, we're going to go ahead and do this, and I don't want you to see conflict down the pike with what comes out of comp plan and this document, which town approves, and then we, the people say, well, what in the heck was town council thinking? So I'm well, fine with the safety argument, absolutely. But right. I, sit, I mean, I, I think it should, I don't disagree that the planning commission shouldn't look at it. I mean, I, I do think that, you know, I think, yes. I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, but I... I do think that this document should also help drive the comp plan. And vice versa. Right. So, I mean, what we're trying to get at in this study is, is going to help lay out the comp plan. Okay, here goes. So I would suggest, back to what Billy is saying, this is a document that uh, is uh, supported by the town council at this time preliminary review of the document however in the context of the comprehensive plan and the role that the Planning Commission plays within our community it would be helpful for them to advise council as to do they concur with the direction of the town council or do they see do they see um, any congruence any conflict, any conflict for us to proceed and to I'd like to see them come back within six weeks or four weeks it's too many. I think that's a fair compromise. I, I agree. Yeah, I think we want to get as many eyeballs on this as we can, and and if there's, you know, anything glaring, let's let's learn about it. But I think we're on the right path. I think this is where we need to go. I think we've identified the right intersection to start with, mm -hmm. and um, and hopefully we can chip away at a lot of these other projects in the coming years. Uh, question for the group do we want to proceed with the work down at Town Park Station I don't think that the comp plan would find that in conflict that's the major intersection of concern I, I have no problem with increasing the safety down there at the, at the park center at all yeah, I don't think we should delay this wall 
the Planning Commission um, reviews it. I think we could get that one started. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows it's dangerous, as me, who's almost hit people. And, and I think just like we said <laughs> several weeks ago, once we get that started, we might wind up with more public comment from from the public as they see something's going on down there. Where'd this come from? The people who didn't partic participate might start participating. Okay. So we'll work to get it in front of the Planning Commission for their review, their eyeballs, make, sh make sure they comport with kind of your direction and in your direction at this point is you preliminary support it, but you want to make sure that other people have reviewed it and yes. uh, make sure it's in conformance. You got it. Is it possible to put in amber lights in a temporary fashion so that we could get public comment on what the... I don't know that answer. I have to look what it's the lead time exploring. is. It's certainly possible. It's just a matter of well, money. Well, it's <laughs> money and time. Right. There's right. always money to tell Everything's yeah. possible. It's just a matter of money. Right. Okay. So that's the direction to town staff. Uh, next item. And thank you very much. I know Thanks. how hard you work on this, David. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next back to council. Madam Mayor, as long as D yeah, David's sitting here, this next issue, this is not the one on the agenda, but we do have one quick item I'd like to bring up before we get to the town goals. Uh, we've been requested to submit a, a letter of support to the uh, um, to CDOT for a FLAP grant, which stands for something I don't remember. It stands for Federal Lands Access Program Grant. Thank you. Um, in order to uh, apply for $1.9 million for improvements at the intercept lot, both the uh, City of Aspen and Picking County are submitting similar letters, and they've asked us if we could uh, provide a letter. Um, in, in support of the application. I think we received this on Friday, and they have a very quick turnaround time, so I apologize for the short notice to you all, but the letter's before you, and if you guys could approve um, uh, sending this letter on, we can get it executed, and it's part of the grant application. And just for um, some clarification, all these uh, improvements recommended in this or suggested in this letter are all things that you've reviewed in that regional parking plan discussion, which has been to each one of the jurisdictions that are members of the So is this including the coffee shop and the free Wi-Fi now, Dave? Well, it hasn't quite gone that far. <laughs> but, uh, but it does it, include bathrooms. It's got asphalt. <laughs> it's trying to go for the It's bathroom. got water. It's got water. It's got lights. And it has lights. It's a start. I think that's a great start. So do I. Coffee shop next. Yeah. Have you had much success with no. this grant in the past? No. It's pretty competitive. It's, it's it's an attempt to just go and see if we can find some assistance from some of these other programs. And this one, the access to federal lands because ski area connection is a pretty big, big one. We hope there is. Uh, we are aware that there um, another project is the uh, Hanging Lake project, and that's a big one as oh, well. So. That's that's. That's a tough one to go up against. Yeah, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All in support of the letter? Aye. 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 Those, same sign. Okay, it's good to go. I've got it signed. Thank you, Council. Thank you. Okay, next item is town holes. I know we had talked about perhaps doing a retreat, and Clint and I talked last week and thought it might be just as 
good for us just to do this set of meeting tonight when, with, with a lighter agenda. So, Clint, to yeah, and I don't really have a format to go through this, but we you know we went ahead and I got to catch myself up electronically. Um, you know, as you can tell from you know from the, this last discussion, you know, a year ago in May, we I, we you all identified one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different goals. Um, at some point recently, you all said, "Hey, let's go ahead and review the goals, and maybe even set another retreat." I try to encourage that let's review these goals because these are long term. These these are not things that are going to be check marked off um, really quickly. And so a lot of these things we're we're making some progress on. I'll be happy to walk you through these. There's a, several of these we haven't even touched, and there's some of these that are really kind of more politically focused. And we need your guys' direction on how to do it. So I might just take a few minutes to kind of walk through them and say, hey, is there something we need to be putting more focus on, or is there something you want a more update on? Um, as we go through the upcoming budget process, is there something that you all say, hey, this is something we really want to, you know, throw some dollars at and accelerate um, through the, accelerate, make sure that the, uh, the goal statement is getting um, addressed appropriately. I would say that, you know, after, we do have an election coming up in November, whenever, assuming there's some turnover, um, that we would sit down with the new council at that point and go through the same process again with the idea that, you know, some of these goals will probably stick and go through the new council. The new council will probably have some new goals that they want to add or subtract or whatnot. And so at a minimum, these goal statements are at least two-year type goals. And then, you know, obviously after election, every election, we would go through something similar to make sure that it's in fact re reflective of what that sitting council wants to achieve. Um, so I, I might just go through just a couple of these quick ones. And I'm, I'm looking at the paper version of what you're looking at electronically. But if you remember, this was the, you know this is the part that you said, hey, essentially we want to be a sticky, juicy, funky place that people want to be a part of. In order to do that, we've got these six goals identified. The first one was sustainability. Um, it will remain an overarching principle that will guide the town's uh, town projects. Very first out of the box was take steps to update the uh, comprehensive plan. Um, we're underway now. You've appropriated dollars in this year's budget. Uh, the Planning Commission was looking at the uh, existing ordinance on, on how that the comp plan needs to be updated, and they're going through that discussion now as to um, process. Next down, uh, create uh, parks, open space, and trails plan. Obviously, that's underway as well. I would say it's uh, you know maybe a month or so at least behind the CCP. Uh, we expect this week actually to get I would call it a 40% plan draft. Work that through the. Um, We'll be working that through the steering committee, and then you know the next three or th I would say three or four meetings at least the council will start seeing updates on what the, what the poster's saying and what it's not saying. After tonight's discussion, I would imagine we're going to have to work in some time to have the, the planning commission looking at it as well, um, just to make sure we have as many eyeballs on it as possible. But it's it's coming. It, it is it is through the data what I would call the data collection process. We've got all the, a lot of public input. And now we need to get the words on paper so people can make sure that what it's going to say is in fact reflective of the community values it ought to be. Uh, the next one is the economic sustainability, economically sustainable levels of town services. I think we've we've tackled this on a few different issues. Um, and we, you know, it's an overarching goal that we need to continue on in all our policies. But special events is one that we've tackled with this. Um, we've we've tried to make sure that our policies in place are in fact 
you know, productive for the special events we brought into town. Um, one, you know, a couple policies we've changed when we provide the RAFTA service so that we can better provide our own internal service when we need to. And then the other one um, is the budget process when we've just gone ahead and simply done a transfer from the marketing fund to the general fund to cover the costs of all these events that we bring to town so we don't have to try and argue between the departments about who's paying for what. We know that marketing's paying for it and we can provide the services that need to be provided. Uh, the natural environment is the next kind of goal down there, and I think that's to the mayor's point previously. Hey, how do we make sure we balance that with the upcoming needs of the community? It's going to be a long, comprehensive discussion with this one. I don't think there's any silver bullets. But with a, you know, a million-plus square feet approved at Base Village, I think there's going to be some discussions about you know, where is, what's natural, what's urban. I don't know, know if that's the right distinction. But uh, those are going to be discussions I'm assuming will be through that comp plan about what should this look like. You know, when we talk about environmental sustainability, I don't know if I've missed a meeting or if we have not had an update from EAB for quite a while or where are we with our, our comp plan for environmental sustainability? So they had the sustainability plan they brought before you maybe they two months ago or so? I don't remember exactly when it was. I sure don't remember that. Yeah, they had a PowerPoint, and they had, this, okay. they had the board here. About the chopping bags. And right, and so they had a list of about eight things they were trying to tackle, and uh, they're, going through that, they're going through that list right now. I, don't, I couldn't tell you exactly where they are, but I know they're trying to get some updates on those to come back to you before. But do, we have, do we have a goal? Do we still have goals on um, our carbon footprint for the town? I thought we used to have. They haven't changed. They haven't changed? So those still, those thresholds still hold. We may need an update. Don't quote me, but I think it was 20% reduction yeah, it was 20%. by 2020. Yep. Does that sound right, Dave? Carbon emissions? That's about right. It was something like that. It was either 20 or 21. But I, 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 that's the number that I'm familiar with. But in that, I know that's what the EAB is familiar with. At least I assume that's what they're familiar with. But uh, I don't have a, a direct update on that, on progress on that. It's just, just a data point. I did have a conversation with a guy from POW. He's very interested in getting us more involved. He said he would send me some more information. Okay. Um, you know, I've signed on to the Climate Reality Project. I think that's another thing that we could get involved with. Um, but all those parts and pieces, as well as, as uh, our percentages, I think they're good, good goals for the town. The next, the next big goal identified by the council was take the necessary steps to improve the overall connectivity of the community. And I won't read these three goals to you, but you guys can read them as easy as I can read them to you. But these are the efforts to cross Brush Creek. This is the effort to make, understand that we've got a multinodal community and to identify surface and soft surface trails. And really, I mean, these goals are, are what drove yep. the CCP, sure. and that's why you've got that plan before you. And so we're pretty far down that road. Um, you have to make sure that it's, you know, it's, a, it's in fact reflective of what we're aiming to do. That's, in my mind, the big issue with that. Um, you know, the emotional connectivity in that, last, in that last issue, honestly, I think that's one of those harder ones. It's kind of a political process. How do we make sure that people are invested in the community? You know, we've done some small things. We did an 81615 event at the rec center. We've done, you know, some other small things to make sure that we're trying to build it. Thursday night concerts, of course, all those kinds of issues. 
but that's the stuff that we would love some direction on you guys. Is where else should we be investing? What is it that we ought to be doing? I'm going to harken back just to the to the comp plan. I think one of those big discussions, a big data point, and that's going to be right now the the vision statement of the comp plan says you know we need to be a sustainable mountain resort community, and I think was it not a. The, the, pardon me. Right. Um, I'm learning. two meetings of four hours of conversation, <laughs> pardon, A versus B. Pardon me. But I think there's going to be a lot of that discussion. You know, what's community, what's resort, what's really the driving part of that? And I, and I say that after following the last planning commission meeting. I know that that came up as, hey, are we, are we, it's the classic discussion in my 18 months I've heard plenty of times. <laughs> are we a resort or a yep. community? Yep. And uh, I think that's going to be a... a a great discussion to have and this could be help us make some of these decisions on where infrastructure gets invested in for for who um, and again this is stuff that we're going to be looking to you all as the electeds to help drive and provide the feedback on um, the next one the uh, capital needs and strategic improvements of infrastructure obviously the CIP is something that we started last year um, and with this upcoming budget process our goal is to have a um, I'm going to call it a constrained plan, a five-year plan that we can we can afford to do, and uh, we're going to have plenty of projects going to be outside that constrained number that you guys will be identified for. And the CCP is a good example. We'll have lots of trails that we've identified that we know we can't afford in five years. And the idea is when we do this, that you guys can help prioritize. Hey, where should we be investing our dollars? Um, project A, Project B, road, trail building whatever kind of needs that you know you all think we need can you refresh my memory when does the drosty property and the tax is that in 17 the the it's through 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 17. okay because okay. we have a lot on the plate here in terms of capital and particularly connectivity and it, the tax ends as well yeah so yep. that we have to be an election to either yep. Yep. Extend it, repurpose it, or yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's just a data, another data point. Yeah. Um, physical assets. The one thing I'll point out with that second goal, this is we want to evaluate them. This is kind of a little off topic, but one of the ways that we're doing that right now is we've, we're pumped, we're putting, investing a lot of dollars into a, a GIS system or, or geographic mm -hmm. information systems, which is a, a tool that. Is going to be exceptionally helpful for us going forward. It's it's taking some time to get off the ground. We're putting a lot of effort into it, but going forward, it's going to be a tool that's going to be great for us. And I just use that as almost just an an example of some of these assets that we need to be better identifying. And once we've got that, we can create the mapping structures to say, hey, where how are these how are these, how are we identifying these opportunities and whatnot? The school site. Are we still what exactly is the school site down in the pasture? Yes, that's what that's what that's, that's it's, yeah. yeah. So just so everybody, yeah. it's, it's not, not ours, is it? Yeah, it's not. It's euphemistically referred to as a school site that does not really bear any relation to the restrictions on the use. But yeah, I, I think it's about eleven acres. Mm -hmm. And um, there's, uh, you'll recall that the uh, Country Day School came to you. For permission to include it in an application which was denied and as part of their initial um, due diligence on the property they discovered that there's some wetlands in the area too that 
may make it more constrained than a raw pasture with 11 acres. But it's called the school site because during, in the early 90s, when, uh, the very early 90s, when Horse Ranch was approved, um, the school district was talking about a facility of some sort there, and it just started getting called that to, but it's not restricted to a school. Is that lot actually right there next to the road? It's further up in the pasture. No, right? it's up in the draw. Now, you know the, the, the butte that kind of divides the private or the single family, not above the crossings. There's the meadow on the right that goes with the trails and the tack house. Mm -hmm. That big curve around, it's kind of directly across the beginning. It's almost directly across from the crossings. And it's tucked in that draw there and then as it comes down to the bottom there's a shape that's kind of like this if this is the mountains coming down into it three little fingers of uh, wetlands mm -hmm. so there's there's some real rudimentary access to it at this point that basically the animal control officers use to get in there so but it doesn't extend down below. No. No. Okay. Do you want me to keep going through these or do you want me do you want to we'll just point out we'll just ask questions as we go. Thanks. So so housing, you know, we had Joe in uh, a while back to kind of go through our existing process. This is one that I'm I'm assuming will be a, a major component of the comp plan coming forward. You know, we're continuing forward with the process. We've got a couple of projects underway that I know the council's aware of. So we've, you've identified it as a necessity or as a need to continue forward as an important asset for the community. And we're, we're making sure that we're taking advantage of opportunities as they present themselves, similar to what you guys did tonight. Um, the the uh, economic development strategy, this is one that's a little more slow moving. Um, you know, public-private partnerships. There's a couple of opportunities out there. The most obvious one to point to is our events, is our event project. You know, we we no longer produce events in-house. We bring other people in for our large events, and we those are public-private partnerships where we use tax dollars to bring in the Wonderlust, the Tough Mudders, whoever else. So that's a start to the effort. It's been going on for some time, obviously. But now it's our opportunity to continue to look at those. You know, building six will be another one of those, I'm sure, depending on who, you know, how that all comes out. But those are public-private partnerships that we'll continue to look at. Um, you know, and then of course the, the the method to improve the vitality of the West Village, the mall. I absolutely expect that will be a significant discussion in the comp plan coming up. Um, you know, the questions about redevelopment and how do you want to support it or how do you not want to support it and heights and densities and bulks and mass and use of the uh, parking lots and all those types of issues with transit-oriented development and whatnot. Um, scooching on down the communication, I think we continue to make progress on the communication effort. Um, we've, we've changed the way we've done some of our outreach. We've, uh, you know, increased a lot of the wiki maps and whatnot through the public processes for the different planning efforts we've got going on. So I think we're doing that. I think we've done a pretty fair job of working with the ski company, Anderson Ranch, um, and other governments on a lot of these efforts. You know, 
tonight's getting this letter of support off as an example of we're trying to make sure we're engaged with all those local governments. And then the, finally, the, you know, a tough one was that last goal was, you know, preserving and sustaining the town's iconic treasures or undertaking a pragmatic examination of those, of those treasures. You know, I think we've made some decisions on some of these issues, whether we did it a pragmatic examination, I'll let you guys determine that. But, you know, we definitely, with Kriblunik, we got into a long-term lease agreement. With JAS, we've got into a, a funding agreement that seems to be somewhat sustainable. Snowmass discovery is ongoing. So I think we're making some progress on them, whether it's pragmatic examination. I'll let you guys tell me if it, if it is that or not. So, I mean, that's, that's really an update. And I think my big message is a lot of these goals are big goals that are going to take some time. And as long as you're comfortable with this continuing down this path, and checking in, I think you know that's that's how we're that's how we develop the budget. We look at these. How do we tackle these? What is it we got to be doing? And then when we start scheduling meetings, we want to make sure that we're doing it in such ways that are you know, tackling these issues for you. You know, with the roundabouts coming up and stuff like that, I'd, I'd like to see some of the boards a little bit more participation from some of the volunteer boards, like the art advisory board, in regards to some of our roundabouts. Would we like to have a little Mastodon as a brand in what in some of the in, in, you know as, as you travel around the state you see these beautiful roundabouts from going over to anywhere if you're down in Denver or if you're in Frisco or wherever I mean there's some and I don't think it, we're talking a lot of money I mean we ha everybody talked about the brand the brand being not to give up the brand the Mastodon and, and maybe maybe we need a couple of those in some of these roundabouts that are coming up. That also gets into something that some of us are aware of, um, and that's the Snowmass Community Foundation, that I don't even know if Stan is still president of that or who is. I don't know, do people know about it? Because it's a wonderful opportunity for public art. Uh, absolutely. All that. And, you know, there's some people within the town who have the capacity that would like to help, but you know, it's, I think there's ways. That That's what I'm saying. We have yeah. it listed here as one of the goals to, yeah. to, to engage some of the town boards and commissions. And, yeah. and I, I, I don't know how Wonderful avenue we could use that word pragmatic to do this, mm -hmm. to, to bring them, to make them aware that we're, you know, we'd love to, see, to, to, to hear from them. Yeah, and if you got, I mean, all these boards, they're all advisory boards to you all. So if you'd like reports or whatnot, we can schedule those things. The big thing for the SOB that you all did is if you remember, you put dollars in the budget for a strategic plan. I know they've got that. They've hired a consultant. Yep, they've got that going in a way. I know a lot of them or several of them are going to Carbondale this week for the uh, Creative Industries yeah, Conference. So, and you, and you just added a new member tonight. So I know it's as active as it's been in a while. Um, but we could certainly find out, you know, what the project is with that. I don't know what you guys feel about it, but I mean, um, I mean, we have these possibly three roundabouts going in in the next several years, and you know, we have a roundabout down here to the entrance, also, and we have an opportunity to to make a statement to put and to put our brand down, and and maybe we need to we need to let our our boards know that you know we're open for su suggestions. I agree. And I think it would be great if we had that type of branding throughout the village. I mean, we have those locations identified for art throughout the village, and I think those are uh, great places for mastodons, bison, or even the natural landscape. 
some beautiful stuff about the natural landscape. So anyway, so, something to that I'd like to that I'd like to engage some of the town boards and commissions on in regards to some of their feedback and what what their feelings are. Well, in the, Tom, your point is so well taken. I've heard from various people in the community who, you know, people don't want to give money just to a town for a project. The question is, where, how can they fund, fuel their money into a foundation that in turn has a defined purpose, a designated or a restricted purpose? So perhaps, I think there's a variety of conversations that might occur that we could initiate yeah absolutely I think the trails they've done a great job I mean oh, Ted yeah. before he left pretty well has the trails lined He's out got them died, dialed in and I think we have a real clear path going forward um, I'm not real close with the rodeo I'd like to know what their plans are be good to hear from them they'll be coming right before the they usually come the month before when Darcy gets into town to do a whole what the game plan is for the summer. Great. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't have a big PowerPoint presentation. I just wanted to touch base with you and, and yeah. make sure that we didn't want to schedule a retreat. I know it was talked about, and I, I just think at this point, if, you, if, if these goals stay in the right direction, we'll keep you know working through them as, as, as we can well i think the biggest nut to crack on here is housing yes you know 10 years 20 30 folks up the rodeo place and I mean, all of our employee housing and our all of our policies and where are we in pitkin county and there's some stuff going on there but it's like chicken and egg and some people don't think it's important. I think it's very, very important that we begin to get into conversation because that problem's not going to be resolved on aging place for another 10 years of the way things are going. I don't know. Clint, I think I've had the conversation with Joe, possibly looking into the one project, I, you know, over, over there. And I'd like to see that pursued a little more. And, that property that's for sale over there at the at the bottom by lot one, and uh, we talk about. I don't know if everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, our town council's looked at that right. several times. Right. Yeah. What do we yeah. call that building? Carriageway. Carriageway, right? Oh, carriageway. Yeah. But but the opportunity. Apartments. I mean, the opportunity because of the lot one being there, and it's it just has so much potential. And that's why I mean we're we're looking at it now. You guys are aware of that we don't have any dollars identified right. for it, but our first step is to to undertake a uh, you know physical look and I think that's scheduled next year with a professional building inspector to go in there and do the whole um, evaluation of the project and it, assuming it comes back relatively acceptable you know we'll come back to you with a funding plan uh, and again I think that that's a good example of you guys said it was a priority you didn't give us specifics you didn't say go look at this you didn't I mean the opportunity came up we knew it was a priority for the council and uh, and that's what we're that's how we're tackling it saying is this and the idea would be, honestly, get the property first and identify the project second. Because once you have it, you can figure out all sorts of opportunities. And you have to have a reasonable and willing seller. All those things, yes. You certainly have to evaluate the value. Yes. And, yes. And, and that, and, but the goal is 
we know it's important, so we're going down that path of examination. And, and it's easy for us to say, let's go look at it, because you guys have told me this is an important project, housing that is, and this is an opportunity for us to get on. You'll have an opportunity to rate its importance once you see the price. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. $300. But the more you say it's important, uh huh. We've been down that path before. Stays. Yeah, we've been down that path. We'll see. Any other comments on this? I don't see anything that's really missing. There's nothing glaring. I think that we're pretty well on task here. Uh, let's see. Let me pull off one thing. Let's see. Where did I put it? All these little agenda item things that we have. And of course, I don't know what I did with it. All these. Um, you know the draft, the 2016 agenda items that's in there in our packet mm -hmm. it might be helpful at our next meeting we go through and say this is still important or it's not important take it off the list this list that Clint you and I went through the other day mm -hmm. and maybe we do that at our next meeting kind of refresh and what I'd even take you one step further is I would love it if you guys could say let's start putting some of these on this yeah that's exactly and, right and that way we can get them get some ideas scheduled out and it gives us some time to get the projects you know some presentations ready for you and, and whatnot well you know right there that I'm always interested in now that summer is coming is the VRBO update from cast, cast have we yeah that's now a year and a half old we can give you the update sure and the electronic message board, could we line that up over the next few weeks, just an example? Well, I, the short answer is we're having a really difficult time getting that lined up well. Okay. And they can, they can plop the TV on top of the uh, rail, like today, but that's not going to give you the visual of that. And so to find someone that will put it in the way it would look, what we're finding is we might just have to buy them. And then if it works, great. And if it doesn't, find another use for them kind of thing. So by the way, the trench that's out here alongside the new the new roundabout is that a cement wall going in is that below the utilities is that, that's or utilities yeah well or is that cement the trench right here right that's utilities that's for sewer okay so we, or water. in the winter time there'll still be parking available well in fact we're going to pave over it and actually have a, okay. a, 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 a more parking but then there is a wall going down down with right, the i knew stop. there was a wall but i wasn't sure where that wall was i mean that's what they're building the the, the stem wall right now I haven't been down to look it today. It sure looks like they're going, you know, they're, they're moving really, really well with it. David, what do you think? I mean, you see it every day going up. Yeah, they're, they're making forward progress, and they've changed the original um, scheduling to try and maximize efficiency. Yeah. So there will be an update coming on the construction management plan. The only other thing that popped out to me on this agenda was the leafy yard waste collection policies. Yes before we get into uh, summertime and here we go again well it's not summer it's fall but that's yeah, it's fall but we're already in the spring it's clean right. up as well don't want to see that one slip no we yes it's very much summer as well do we have on on the may 16th and by the way i'm, I'm going to be out of that meeting but we don't have anything about the town cleanup on there do we 
scheduled for what the 20th? Is that the 20th? I believe so. Right. I think we need to make a bigger issue of it. We'll, yeah, we'll start. We'll start getting the notes out, and we'll get start. We'll get the banner up, and I don't know our the whole schedule. Up. Is it out already? The banner went up today, yeah. and I assume we're doing the barbecue. We're going to change it up this year. Um, we're oh. going to really focus on getting the town lots, the number lots cleaned up. And in order to uh, kind of have a little variety, we're going to actually work with tasters and the bayou and have the meals down in the restaurants, kind of support the local business. Awesome. Al Alpine Bank has, uh, has said that they're, they like that idea, so they're one of their primary sponsors. So we'll be we'll doing something similar. We're going to try and get a focused improvement on the number of lots. We'll still go down Brush Creek. We'll still don't go down Elk Creek. We'll get other spots to clean up. But instead of having a party in the parking lot or a party at the rec center, it's going to be at those two restaurants. Oh, does the uh, ro uh, Rotary Club know that? I don't know. With the hamburgers. They're not this year. Okay. I, I know we're coordinating. I know we're trying to work with the restaurants to get pricing. I don't know that's, where we that's are. That's great. I don't have problems with it. It's communication. Okay. Also, too, on that day, there's no school K through 6th grade. So it might, I mean, maybe we could somehow yeah. think of a creative way to get kids more involved in it because there's no school. Whoever finds the most interesting piece of trash. Yeah. Let me tell you, the stuff you find. But I just think that. <laughs> That'd be fun. That maybe, you know, because that's, I mean, that's, that's it could project. be a bunch of kids. And maybe just putting it out there so parents know, come with the kids and. I don't know, maybe gear something a little bit towards kids. Like an Easter egg hunt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know sometimes there are kids that come, but I think on that day specifically there could be a bunch because of that. Yeah, some of the stuff they So just FYI. I think it'd be great. It'd be great to have some of the high school kids. Well, they're in school. It's only K through 6 because oh, it's assessments, but some teachers don't you know call people in for assessments and even if people do it's only like a 20 minute thing so what i'm saying is they'll just be okay. you know there's no school so get the kids involved okay anything else okay town reports list off let's start at your end um nope i have a northwest cog meeting but not till the end of the month I've been uh, hanging out out over at the Viceroy and taking rooms. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for doing that. Um, and I, they're they're working on it. I guess Clint could give you more of an update, but um, yeah, there's a stench. It stinks. I was down there over the weekend. Yeah, it's bad from where it comes out of the drain until it hits the creek and starts to dissipate, and then it's it's in our stormwater system. So it would be great if we could get it taken care of, and hopefully we'll find out in the next 20 days after the next tests come back. It sounds like that last letter that we got from Kit sounded like um, the testing that they're doing is showing fecal chloroform. Some, but I, that would, so I've got a phone call into him. It's, and I, I don't know my bio, biological terms, but there's, there's certainly chloroform in both, which is naturally occurring. 
the level of fecal is what I need to understand because the last I had understood is it wasn't anything beyond the acceptable limits, and that's that's the part that I don't I couldn't tell you tonight. Um, like I got a phone call into Kit, and he and I are going to talk about where we are with those limits. No matter what, there is a an odor that is not acceptable that we're working on ways to rectify. Um, you know, if there's pollution, it's really easy for us. We get to invoke the law and say, fix it. If it's um, if it's organic and it's not necessarily, you know, you know I would just going to use the word pollution generally, it's going to be a little harder to enforce. But those are the things we're, we're working on right now to figure out what is it, what is that's causing the odor, and how do we rectify it. And I mean, we loosely, how do they rectify it, I should right. say. Right. I mean, it's, and the town is responsible for the enforcement. It's not water and sand. Right. Correct. Yeah, it's not a it's not a separate it's not a sewage issue. It's a stormwater issue, which is our which is our authority. Well, you wouldn't want to build a sidewalk along there right now. There is one there. I, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it's a real pleasant experience. Mm -hmm. The guys building the roundabout are talking about it. Oh yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, you can the odor can. Depending on where the winds are and the temperatures, I mean, it can be all the way up above the wood bridge or above the uh, wood road bridge. Wow. Well, I haven't, I haven't walked up there lately, but I mean, you know, they're doing experience. everything they can. And I know years ago, there used to be that little stream coming down from the Mountain Dragon. It was the same way. It took a long time to identify where that came from. A long, long time. And, you know, somewhere along the line, in the condos on, on the way up, somebody's dumping, did a remodel and tied into a, a roof drain instead of a sewer line. There's no doubt in my mind, I, I've, I've seen plumbers do it. So it's a mistake made, not necessarily on purpose, but it's gotta be identified. And they've done it with dye. I don't know if they've used dye yet. The first thing is they're, they're testing the outflow to find out what even the source of it is. And right. then hopefully that will direct where the you know the next step is after that other than that I, I have nothing on the report was so that was that was the problem back then with the mountain drag. back then it was no. it was it was one of the con they finally they started using some dye and then they started using some dye in some of the roof drains I don't even remember which condo it was it was way up somewhere along the line something some color came out from one of the roof drains and came out from the roof drains through one of the remodeled bathrooms. Jeez. So, somebody tied in, tied in a, a bathroom oh my gosh. into a roof drain. Ooh. And, you know, obviously it didn't happen all the time. It's just when the capacity of that particular condo was filled and that unit was filled, that bathroom was being used and it was just dumping into that stream. Mm -hmm. I know there's been a smell of other things that over there on the assay hills as you come down through the ridge condos, coming down that way in years past. And I know there's sewer drains up there. Mm -hmm. You mean pre-viceroy? Pre-viceroy. But not what you're smelling now. This gives new meaning to odiferous. Okay, now that we've had a wonderful conversation about smells. <laughs> Anything else, guys, gals? Okay.
Okay, I'll make a motion to adjourn. adjourn. Second. We have a second. All in support? Aye. 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 That was a good meeting. See you May 16th.